0: Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Please subscribe there. Everydayers, we have Charles Stackhouse coming up in the next week or two. Um, That'll be interesting to hear him talk about Ole Miss football as well. Very good interview. I enjoyed the last time I interviewed Charles on this show, but I'm sure he'll provide some good insight as well. Remember, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Ole Miss, every Day. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and today we are going to do the Vanderbilt Commodores in our schedule list. Now, I, Ole Miss is currently, in my predictions, 5-2, and two, and the schedule kind of opens up for Ole Miss in the second half of the season if you take away the at Georgia. But the other games, they're all against teams that you'll either be favored in or that you beat last year other than the Georgia Bulldogs. So this is an end of a season that is going to be different than last year's end of the season. The tough games are kind of around that end of September, beginning of October time frame. So looking at the Vanderbilt Commodores, this is a team that was one game away from going to a bowl game. Clark Lee did a fantastic job. We make jokes about him being robotic, but Clark Lee did a fantastic job last season. Now, if you look at them offensively, they only average 347 yards a game, only 25 points a game. A lot of that is because of the style that they play. They are like that team like Princeton back in the day in basketball. They used to do the modern version of the four corners. They want to run the clock out. They want to slow the game down. In this age of tempo, they want to do the opposite. So they will never be a heavy offensive team, no matter how good they are on that side of the ball. But they need to protect it with the talent gap that is on their roster. A.J. Swan is the quarterback to build around for the next few years. I love A.J. Swan. A.J. Swan is a top 10 quarterback in the SEC right now, maybe a top half quarterback. I think he has a chance to get better more than most other quarterbacks that are out there on the board. It, Vandy, if they're going they're going to beat somebody this year because of um, A.J. Swan. They also have Will Shepard, that wide receiver that gave Ole Miss fits last year as well. Now, Clark Lee was a defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. So defensively, it's probably tough for him to do. If you remember last year in the Ole Miss game, they actually did a pretty good job of shutting down Zach Evans and Quenchon Judkins and forced Jackson Dart to beat them, which he ultimately did, throwing for nearly 500 yards. But Clark Lee did devise a plan, both offensively and defensively, that exposed some weaknesses in the Ole Miss game. So The pass rush last year didn't happen. They had a talent problem. They only had 17 sacks on the year. They have a couple of transfers and Aeneas DeCosmo and Prince Khali. Those are two pretty fantastic names, um, but defensively they will be counted on quite a bit as well. Their key to the season is to find a running game. Ray Davis has transferred to Kentucky um, and I think their backup is transferred as well. So they need to find a running back that can carry the load on that side of the ball. We'll talk about that as well. Prince Kali is the top transfer in. Ray Davis is the top transfer out. And also um, the backup running back, I forget what his name is. He is transferred as well. They do need a third person as well. If you look at the Vanderbilt schedule, they have at Florida and Georgia, before an off week, and then they come to Ole Miss. Now, you're looking at a team during that off week. There's not going to be a lot of scheming happening then. It's going to be a lot of recovering because the Georgia Bulldogs are an extremely physical team to play. So Ole Miss has a chance to win this comfortably, honestly. Um, And with Auburn the next week, Vandy has either a winning or even record against the Auburn Tigers, by the way. Just a weird fact. Vandy also has a winning record against the Texas Longhorns. If you look at the punt return average, they gave up 15.2 yards. They only had 4.7. That's probably a testament of the, how little depth there is on that roster and how they have to put in lower players on special teams because tempo, you have to keep people fresh. It's not a situation where a defensive player can play special teams anymore because by the end of the game, they just completely wear down. The first quarter, similar situation. The talent gap that happened, the opponents outscored Vandy 113 to 65. Phil opponents were 15 to 17. That's a weird number. Vandy was only 7 of 12. If you look at the matchup predictor by ESPN and FBI, Ole Miss has an 89.7% chance of winning that game to a 10.3% chance of losing that game. We've all seen Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. This is the last time this game is going to be played annually moving forward and that's absolutely nuts and we'll see exactly what happens there if you look at the wins and losses i'm chalking this one up as a w there's no world that vanderbilt should win this game if they don't win this game or if they beat ole miss it's a problem and people might try and justify it over and over but if ole miss is six and two and they should be at this point is not including a loss to vanderbilt so we'll see Again, you have Texas A&M, which you beat last year, at Georgia, which nobody expects to win. Louisiana Monroe, you'll be favored in. Mississippi State, you'll be favored in. And you're going towards what looks to be a 9-3 and three season, barring a roadblock. Now, there are several teams that could slip up and beat Ole Miss on this schedule that we've rated as a W. But that doesn't mean that this, this scenario isn't the right scenario. It, I mean... We try to do this. We talk about how Lane Kiffin generally loses a game he's supposed to win. That game at Auburn fits that bill. The game at Alabama, even though Ole Miss has a better chance of beating Alabama than they do LSU, you can see I have got the W&L flipped in that scenario as well. It's quite interesting. But we're getting close to Texas A&M and the Real Housewives of College Station the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens. These are going to be two difficult games, but if Ole Miss gets a split over these next two, it's a win, honestly. So we'll see exactly what they're able to do as well. I do think that the Ole Miss Rebels are on their way to a really good football season. They're, they're on their way to positioning themselves well for the 2024 football playoff run because the next 15 months, we did a whole show on it. The next 15 months are unbelievably massive for the Ole Miss Rebels. Starting now, it's already going. The work that they're doing now for Mercer is a major, major part moving forward. It just is. Anyway, I do want to thank everybody for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast their first listen every day. Every day, Charles Stackhouse is going to be coming on in the next week or so. We're still trying to set that date up, but he's a great interview and has an interesting perspective about all things Ole Miss sports. And he also has some great stories from those cut years and everything that was kind of my wheelhouse of paying attention to as a young adult slash older child. Um, So I have some questions always about that. He was on the field, for instance during the infamous seven-overtime game with the Arkansas Razorbacks where Matt Jones just turned into the roadrunner over and over again and you just couldn't catch him. Just is what it is. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hottie toddy.